Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Go. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity, a podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave AC, for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. Good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave AC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. It's great that intro from Ian the Sixth Doctor gets me in a relaxed mood, but I have to remember that I need to call and talk to people and. Um, Thank you. We've got uh, Mike Randall Thor in the room. Thank you, Mike. And we've also got Stalked, which I assume is a wine reference, Stalked in Canada, trying to come on audio. Tried two, three times now, uh, having a little bit of audio problems. What I will do is go ahead with the show, and if um, during the course of that they come on, well, we will introduce them. And if uh, they're still having troubles at the end, I will try and get them help so that they can perhaps join the show uh, more next week. You know, one of the great things about doing a podcast is that um, you're supposed to be organized as the host, but yet with that intro, I feel as though I want to be relaxed and do this in a very casual way. I'm Dave AC, and you're listening to the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. It goes out every Monday, uh, sorry, every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that for me in the UK is 10 p.m. GMT. And the show will go roughly up to about 30 minutes with just me on audio, and if we get people in the room talking, it may well go on for an hour. Every week that I do this, um, I am uh, partaking of a wine, and today's show is no different. And I'm going to put very quickly a link. While I'm talking to you on TalkShoe, there is a text chat that people can enter into. So if you come and join me on the show live, that's TalkShoe, and the show ID is double one double two seven two. You can join either by your phone, but it is an American number. Or you can join in with some sort of SIP client. And if you're using SIP and are aware of SIP, the SIP uh, ID is uh, at 66.212.134.192. Uh, but if you don't wish to actually talk, you can actually just come into the room and you can text, chat, 
uh, with the other people in the room during the course of the show. Okay, the wine I am drinking tonight, uh, and I'm going to try and pronounce it, is Campo Vigio. And I'm going to spell the second word. It's spelled V-I-E-J-O. It's a Spanish Rioja, and it is one of their Crianza wines. That means it's spelled, spent roughly 12 months in oak and a further uh, 12 months in bottle. And that is why, although it's only just gone on sale, it is in actual fact a wine from 2008. And I'm um, just looking at the label. label gives you an awful lot of information about wines if you study them. And this is a silver medal winner uh, from the IWSC, and that stands for the International Wine and Spirit Competition, and it's won a silver award 2011. And it is indeed uh, one of the nicest wines I've enjoyed whilst doing these big and fruity episodes. And to that end, I will just take another little sip. Perhaps I should just give you a little bit of a mention about it. It's got lots of dark fruit on the nose, but it's got a very sort of spicy, nutmeggy flavour in the background. Um, let's have a little taste. Mm. And it is deep, deep, rich, very, very uh, powerful wine. Maybe for a person who doesn't drink a lot of red wines, it may be a little bit oaky for them. Um, but it's got a very slightly dry on the palate, lovely long finish. We've got vanilla, we've got spices and nutmegs, and there's a little bit of chocolate and maybe even licorice in there. And uh, that really is absolutely to my taste. Well, that's relaxing me somewhat. So I suppose I better try and shake a little bit out of that and get on with the show. Well, uh, each show that we do, I try and talk a little bit about some sort of wine fact, and we have a wine topic. Today's topic is about alcoholic strength. And here we're talking about not just the fact that you can drink a bottle of uh, red wine or white wine, but they do vary somewhat in their alcoholic content. Some people do prefer, like myself, what are called big cabernets, big red juicy fruit bombs that are 14 or 15 percent. Our Zinfandels, which can be 15 or 16 percent and really ooze with alcoholic heat. And other people like crisp, light white wines that may be just 9, 10, 11 percent. And maybe if it's one of the new early harvest wines, as they're so called, maybe only 6 or 7 percent. And of course, you can indeed buy alcohol-free wines. No, I'm not talking grape juice. I'm talking about alcoholic-free wines. And then, of course, we get into the whole range of things we've talked about in uh, in other programs where you can have wines that are suitable for vegetarians and vegans and so on. Okay, let's go on to uh, a couple of more links and then we'll get to our wine fact. Um, just remember that the Twitter feed for uh, the Big and Fruity Show is indeed big and fruity, all on word, and that is where I tweet about this show. 
If you are on Facebook, you will find that there is a Big and Fruity Facebook page. And uh, the URL is going in now. And that's when I, uh, you can actually listen to the uh, previous shows. And I also put the links to the pictures up there. And I've just missed one little thing. I should have read out the link to the uh, twit pick of the wine I'm drinking. I apologize for that. It's quite a simple URL. So here we go. It's twitpick.com forward slash and then it's 7C7V5K and each of those three letters is small case. So it's twitpick.com forward slash 7C7V7K and I will just refresh my little page and 20 people have checked out that little image. Okay, it looks like Stockton Canada is perhaps given up trying to get on this week. They've been in and out about three times. Uh, perhaps they're having difficulty getting onto the uh, pro client. Hope they will try, and if they do, I will unmute them and let them join in the chat. Okay, the wine facts for today. Well, I'm going to talk about uh, a type of wine which certainly fits in with today's topic of alcohol strength and that is what is called fortified wines and I'm going to be using for this just to make sure I get the facts straight uh, wiki of course wiki is a font of lots of knowledge and the URL for this is en.wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash 44 fortified underscore wine and I'm just going to read a little bit of this and then hopefully you will check out that at your leisure after you've listened to the podcast okay let me read the first paragraph almost verbatim and then we'll just pick one or two little pieces off the page a fortified wine is a wine yeah duh uh, which is a distilled beverage, usually brandy, uh, has been added to it. So a fortified wine is distinguished from spirits made from wine, uh, like a rice wine or something, in that the spirits are produced by means of distillation, while a fortified wine is simply a wine that has had a spirit added to it. And there are many different types of fortified wine, including port, sherry, madeira, Marsala and vermouth. I was quite surprised myself that vermouth was classed as a fortified wine because I think of that um, slightly differently. Okay, when added to wine before the fermentation process is complete, the alcohol in the distilled beverage kills the yeast and leaves residual sugar behind. The end result is a wine that is both sweeter and stronger normally containing about 20% alcohol by volume. And just to give you an idea, the red wine I'm drinking tonight is 13.5%. I usually drink wines in the 13, 13.5 to 40. So that um, distilled spirit added increases the alcohol content by between 5 and 8%. So let me just talk about a few of these because this is just a basic wine fact, not the main topic. Perhaps the most well-known, of course, of those 
are uh, port wine and sherry. So port wine, simply known as port, is fortified wine from the Douro Valley in the northern provinces of Portugal. It is typically a sweet red wine, but it also comes in dry, semi-dry and white varieties. And then you have, you have semi-deck and so on. Sherry. Sherry is a fortified wine made from white grapes that are grown near the town of Jerez in Spain. The word sherry is an anglicization. I need you here for this, Mike, to say that word. Anglicization of Jerez. In earlier times, sherry was known as Shack, S-A-C-K. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the European Union sherry is uh, from that origin. And all wine labelled sherry must legally come from the Sherry Triangle which is in the area province of Cadiz, between Jerez, de la Fontera, well, I'm getting stuck with these, and uh, El Puerto del Santa Maria. Sorry about mangling all those. Hopefully you can go and check. And of course, sherry can be used in a variety of styles, dry, light, and uh, one of my favourite ones is a Montelado sherry. Just excuse me one second. And would you believe it? I need to just cough then while I was trying to do my podcast. And Mike, this is one thing about doing a podcast on your own. If you feel a little tickle in your throat, you uh, you have to be very careful to mute yourself. And I hope I did in time. So that's uh, 13 minutes as long as I want to spend on that. So just let me remind you of the link to the wiki page if you want to learn more about fortified wines. And that is EN. Of course, that is if English is your language, first language wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash fortified underscore wine okay with that i think uh, we will uh, move on to today's topic in fact before i do that let me just say that next week uh, the topic uh, we will be talking about is um are single varietals the best wines now, what I mean by that, often people who know me when I'm saying I'm drinking a wine, I will say I'm drinking um, an Australian Shiraz, or uh, um, a Californian Merlot, or um, a Cabernet Sauvignon from South Africa. And that's where there is just a single grape variety. And when it says that on the bottle, it must be at least, I think, 80 to 85% of that grape. But often you buy wines that have more than one grape. So it might be Cabernet Sauvignon with Shiraz, or it might be a blend of other grapes. In actual fact, if you go to Chateau Neuf de Pape in France, they can have up to 13 different grape varieties in that wine. And that's the topic for next week. And that, of course, is on uh, Tuesday, the 15th of November. 
Okay, let me talk about today's topic. Well, I'm going to talk about the fact that some people are put off wines because they consider them to be perhaps too strong. Perhaps they enjoy one glass of wine with a meal and they yet they find that some of the, the red wines in particular uh, may uh, leave them with a little hangover in the morning or they find that um, they're just too powerful and strong. So we're going to start with um, low-alcohol wines. And I'm going to put a link in the uh, showroom here for the moment. And this is a site, and it's www.whitewine.co.uk forward slash articles forward slash low-alcohol-wine. It is true, actually, that more often than not, it is the white wines that are the lower alcohol wines. And again, I'm just going to read a little bit from the start. I'm not going to read the whole site verbatim. You can perhaps go and check that out yourself. But uh, let me read this little bit. A glass of wine at the end of the working day may seem a perfect way to relax. But recently, the spiraling spiraling strength of the average bottle has meant that just one glass can have some unwanted effects. Drinkers accustomed to enjoying white wine that hovers around the 10 to 13% have complained that recent trends for white wines of 15% and even higher were having head-swimming consequences after even just one glass. Supermarket giants Tesco, Sainsbury's, along with Marks and Spencer's, remember, I'm slightly UK-centric in this podcast, have been amongst those leading the charge with the recent trend for lower alcohol wines. Concerns about health have increased the awareness of alcoholic units and are further contributing factors to the current trend for less heady wines and consumers increasingly looking for those that won't make them exceed the recommended dose. And you'll find quite a few of these wines, and I'm going back to my own words now, uh, Pinot Grigio, where you have a white wine and it may only have an alcoholic strength of as low as 9%. Um, In fact, um, there are many of the uh, Chardonnays and uh, 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 sorry, Sauvignon Blancs and so on that are getting down below 11%. And there is in actual fact a new type of wine coming out where even the red wines can be lower and these are called early harvest grapes. Uh, they're picked slightly earlier, so less of the grape juice is turned to sugar. And of course, it's the sugar that turns later into the alcohol. So if you see a wine that says early harvest on it, you will probably find that it has less, um, less than 10% in alcohol. Okay. Let me go to another page, and this is, again, related to the alcoholic content, and I'll put the link in the room. And this is www.alcoholcontents.com. And this is an easy reference guide if you want to be aware of how wine compares with other drinks. And just for instance, here, it gives you an example of um, fortified wine, is usually around 17.5%, but can go up to 20, 20%. Um, wine alcohol is usually 
11 and a half it says here but of course we know it can go up to 15 percent and that compares with uh, a beer which is usually for around four percent um and spirit which is usually around 38 percent and we've got some more choices here cider is usually between four and eight percent uh stout that's a strong dark beer is between five and ten percent absinthe that's the um aniseed flavored uh clear drink from france that turns white when water's added to it it can be as much as um 55 to 90 percent alcohol and of course absolute alcohol is over 99 percent and um Yes, I won't bother reading any more of those. But there is a lot of information out there on the internet. Now, we're going through these rather quickly. So I'm just going to skip one or two of the links I've got and go to this next link. In fact, while I do that, let me have a little sip of wine. I'm supposed to be relaxing. Mmm, lovely. Now, this is a long URL, but I'll try reading it out. And it's www.forbes.com forward slash 2009 forward slash 02 forward slash 13. And then the article itself with dashes between the words is restaurant wine list, lifestyle wine, low alcohol wine. But if you put in Google... Forbes, 10 great low-alcohol wines, you'll find this page. And here, here's a couple of the, the picks they've got. Um, uh, for a white wine, try uh, Gazala Vinho Verde from Portugal, 9% alcohol, uh, recommended wine. Oh, I don't think I've got time to read all that. Uh, but let me read um, one of the comments that they make and one of the reasons why they suggest that more and more high, high alcohol wines have become available in stores and restaurants. Uh, and it, it comments on a cycle. Higher alcohol wines... Uh, uh, yield higher scores from critics. A higher score equals higher sales for the winery, and the next, when the next vintage rolls out, the winery lets the grapes ripen a little bit longer on the vine than the year before, weather permitting, of course. Uh, not every winery adheres to this strategy, but it is definitely an identifiable trend. Especially, of course, from these hot countries, uh, those, um, you know, in Spain and Italy and, of course, in some of the other warmer climes. Uh, whereas, um, you know, alcohol at 2.5%, a, a couple can easily drink a bottle of red wine and be none the worse. At 4.5%, you may feel intoxicated. So it, it is definitely becoming an issue. And... Um, I'm going to now jump, I am jumping around, aren't I? I'm just going to jump to um, a little event that I went to a while ago. 
Uh, if you go to my DAT100 YouTube site, you'll see videos of it. It's a virgin wine tasting event. Uh, and the booklet I've got here um, from 2010 perhaps proves the case in point. I tested, and you might not believe this, but over a period of about four hours, I tested about 52 wines, obviously very small measures given. Uh, my friend, who enjoys white wine as, red, as well as red, tasted over 70. Um, <laughs> I don't know how he managed to do that. But the interesting thing is that the wine I gave the highest rating to, in actual fact, was the strongest wine we tasted on the evening. And I'm going to put a little link here in the room. Not from the Virgin Wine Tasting, but a, a review of this particular wine. And let me read it out. It's www.stevensgarnier.co.uk forward slash wine question mark W and it's um, ITA 833-055. I realise that's a long mouthful, but the wine itself is almost as difficult to pronounce. But I will try it. It's a Muzella Armanon Reserva 2005. It's a wine from Italy. And would you believe it was 16.5%. And it was the most beautiful wine that they had at the event. £28 then. It's actually more like £35 bottle now. So we're talking, Mike, $50 a bottle for this wine. And uh, it is absolutely beautiful. Um, and... What I think they do with this is that, um, well, let me read the production method. It's a sort of ripasso wine, and I've mentioned this before. Um, the grapes are carefully selected and picked, and then laid to dry on a plateau in a well-ventilated loft, where they lose up to 35% of their original weight. In January, the grapes are then gently pressed and fermented on the skins in stainless steel tanks followed by 10, 12 to 15 days of a skin musk maceration with twice daily remolcharge. Then transferred to French oak barrels for varying age and a for 24 months. So basically, by reducing the water content of the grapes, they are intensifying both the flavour and the alcoholic content of the wine. This leads to an intense wine with dense dried fruit flavours, high alcohol, powerful tannings and many layers, layers of flavour. Recommended as a meditation wine. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. That is really one of the nicest wines uh, that I've drunk um, in the last couple of years. But having said that, my Campo V Joe, my Rioja, from uh, Spain that I'm drinking now is actually uh, at 13.5% still going down extremely nicely. Okay, well, I've got to relax a little bit more, so I'll have a little sip.
And before we get to the end of today's show, let me say that if you can come on the show live, do a search on Google for Talk to You and look for the show ID double one double two seven two, the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Because having people on the call with me will mean you've not got to just listen to me uh, talking, you know, non-stop. Okay, I'm going to go to one last link and then we'll call it a show for today. And the link has just gone in and here's the link. www.healthbenefitsofwine.com forward slash red dash wine dash alcohol dash level and um, this is um, an article again because we've talked about in previous episodes about all the different information some saying that you know alcohol is bad for you our small amounts are good for you our red wine uh, helps or the mediterranean diet where it's high in fats but because they drink the red wine the two seem to balance out and um, for the diet that they have, they have amazingly low um, heart problems. Okay, again, I'm going to read a little bit um, about the health parts of it here. And then, of course, there's going to be a proviso. Um, as to the health benefits to be gained from red wine consumption... A number of scientific studies have been conducted so as to verify the actual benefits to be gained, as well as specific red wine alcohol level that is ideal to receive those benefits. The majority of studies focus on whether the red wine alcohol level with a high uh, polyphenol content has any effect in reducing the risk of high blood pressure as well as coronary heart disease and heart failure. In terms of the red wine alcohol level, it was determined from the studies that the best wines for consumption were light-bodied and medium-bodied varieties of red wine. Moreover, the standard glass of wine that was determined to be standard for moderate consumption was to be found to be the small four-ounce glass. Now, let me just go back a little bit to those who missed earlier shows. When I was a young lad, or first of drinking age, when you would go into a restaurant, the actual glass that you would get would be a small bulb-shaped glass that would hold the equivalent of 125 mils. Now, to give you an idea, a bottle of wine has 750 mils. So, of course, you could actually pour out around about five glasses of wine from that bottle. We then moved to a situation where you would go to a restaurant and they would uh, offer wine perhaps by the glass and you had the offer of having a standard size, the 125, or a large glass of wine which would be 50% more at 175. Go into any wine bar now or any restaurant, the standard size wine is 175. If you ask for a large glass of wine, you will get 250 milligrams, which is indeed one-third of a bottle. Which, of course, is what the problem that some people have had. You know, a couple of ladies of leisure go for a do lunch, and uh, there are two of them. 
they don't want a full bottle of wine. So uh, girls being girls, they want to go Dutch and share. So what will probably happen is they will have two lots of drinks. Uh, one will buy a round of wine and then the other. In effect, they have had two 250 millilitres of wine. They have each drink, drunk sorry, two-thirds of a bottle of wine between them. Ergo, they've drunk between them a bottle and a half. I don't think many of them have realised that not only would it have been cheaper to buy one bottle, wine by the glasses always charge at an exorbitant price. I, if you let, Let's go in dollars for Mike's benefit. If a bottle of wine in the restaurant was um, $20 for a bottle, they would probably charge you uh, uh, $10 for a glass of wine, even though that glass of wine is not half a bottle. Uh, so the, um, you do have to be aware of that. Getting slightly off track somewhat, but then, you know. So, let me just conclude with the last paragraph from this page. Thus, the studies concluded that the health benefits gained from drinking red wine with a moderate alcohol content were only realised if one takes a single glass. However, there have been questions raised as to whether this same result will be observed if the study was to be conducted on a daily basis for an extended period of time. This is because the majority of the studies on the healthy wine alcohol level focus on daily intake uh, for only short periods. Okay, I'm sure that debate will roll on and on. Well, at that point, I'm going to uh, stop talking. I can carry on talking for some time, but 30 minutes of me on my own is certainly long enough. Thank you for listening if you got to the end of the recording. Uh, just to say, as I said, next week's show will be on the Tuesday the 15th of November. It will be at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. in the U.K., Call ID double one double two seven two. The topic will be are single varietal wines the best? And thank you, Mike, for staying with me and listening in. Sorry, stopped in Canada, you couldn't get in, but hopefully you will be listening to the recording later. If you come on another week, I will certainly help you get your audio sorted out. And with that, let's hear our Podsafe jazz outro. Thanks, Mike. Bye bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.